All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to Orange Power Half Hour. Um, I'm here with my dad, as always, Shane Smithin. I'm Shelby Myers. Um, let's get right down to it, dad. Unfortunately, not a happy start um, this week. This is we're new territory for us um, coming off of a loss. Uh, can't say I'm really a fan. No, I, uh, I suppose it was inevitable that we would have to do one like this, but uh, I'll be honest, we were having so much fun and the Cowboys yeah. uh, were winning, were winning by double digits every game. And I was hoping maybe, maybe we wouldn't have to do it this year. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot to talk about and a lot to cover. Um, I will remind um, some of our listeners and really just um, you, Shane, that this is a positive podcast and we're going to keep things as such. You you don't have to you don't have to uh, remind me. I'm 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 all in all cowboy all the way. I, uh, I right. in fact, I've I've encountered some some folks today that uh, that are that are certainly Oklahoma State fans that um, have jumped pretty pretty hard into the negative Nancy campaign. And yeah, um, I, 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 on the one hand, I, I get, get it. it. It's, I it's get frustrating. It. Nobody likes to lose. Nope. But we hate it at, at the same time. Uh, it's, you know, it's pretty unrealistic to, you know, well, it is completely unrealistic to, to say that your program is going to go undefeated every year. Yeah. Um, and, and I think as, as there gets to be more and more parity in college football, I think fewer and fewer teams uh, are going to remain undefeated. And I think we may very well see the time uh, when, when almost everybody in the playoff is, has, you know, at least one loss, Alabama, yeah. you know, has been somewhat yeah. un, untouchable for years and, and, you know, they got beat by uh, Tennessee the other day. And, yep. and I'm just telling you, I think there's going to be more and more of that. And, and this football season's not lost. There's uh, a very good chance that somebody's going to get TCU before it's all said and done. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think as we sit here today, we don't, you know, we're a long way from knowing who's going to be in Arlington. For sure. It's a long season and, you know, we're, we're halfway um, to it. And I, I understand everybody's frustration with a, with a loss. And my knee-jerk reaction is the same thing, you know, just, well, screw the rest of the, the season. Um but when you come down from that and, you know, and realize that there's a lot of football to be played, you still have a season to go to go produce. And we're not out of anything. That loss did not get did not eliminate us from anything. Um, the only thing that will eliminate us from everything is if we, you know, go lay an egg the next couple of weeks because we're, you know, sad about the the loss to the Horned Frogs. Um, but. I think it's, I think we just need to use it as, um, you know, motivation and go get the horns. This is going to be a really tough, tough game. Um, I know it's home. I know it's homecoming, which, um, if we have anybody listening that isn't um, familiar with OSU and homecoming, it would be hard to not put those two together. Um, OSU has the greatest homecoming and I'm not just saying that because I'm a proud alumni. Uh, it is in fact a true statement. Um, so it will be a fun week. Um, and it'll be, there'll be a lot of hype up to the game. Um, so it's going to be a big one. There's going to be a lot riding on it and we need to come out on top for sure. No doubt. And I, you know, I, I think the disappointment about the, the game this last week is probably magnified just by the fact or by the way that, that the game was lost. I, 
listen, all I of us. I think we followed, were the better team. I think we're the better. Well, team. I, yeah, that's it's always frustrating when you lose one where you feel like you you had the better ball club and yeah. And I I think I think the Cowboys were a couple of plays away yep. from not only winning the game but but maybe a couple of plays away from winning comfortably by double digits again. Yeah. And uh, I I think it was such a swing in emotions for me because. Uh, you know, we follow it closely enough. We had heard a lot of the rumors uh, circulating about injuries. And, yes. of course, you know, some of them weren't aren't just rumors. Some of them are facts. And we've yeah. got a first and second string center that were out. Um, mm-hmm. Jaden Bray is out again. We had some cornerbacks, you know, nicked up. I don't think Braden Johnson's healthy. No, he's not. Uh, Spencer Sanders has, you know, exactly what issue. <laughs> Who knows? Nobody, nobody knows for sure. I mean, I probably a couple. I, I think I, I think I have an idea, but I'm, I'm not going to talk about it just because, you know, we don't want anybody else to know anything. But no, not with uh, the hundreds of people listening. Dad, are you crazy? Well, the yeah, I mean, there's, there's, you know, <laughs> there could be ten or twenty. You, you don't know who they work for. That's true. Uh, but anyway, I think just because of all of that stuff going into the game, I had, I hadn't, I hadn't resigned myself to the fact that we were going to lose, but but I did not have a great feeling about it going in. And I thought there was a chance that, Mm -hmm. um, that we might, we just might not be in a position personnel wise to go out and compete. And then when the Cowboys came out and started, started like a house of fire and, and, you know, jumped out to a a pretty big lead, uh, then to watch that, that lead dwindle, you know, really just in the fourth quarter, the last 13 minutes of the fourth quarter, Mm -hmm. um, it was just a really disappointing way to lose the game. Yep. And, and I think that probably made it made it hurt as much as anything. And like you said, the fact that you know when you outscore your opponent in each each quarter of the first three quarters, you you feel you like you've, estab- you've established the fact that you're the better ball ball club. Yep. So yeah. See, and I think too with you said injuries, we weren't 100 percent in that football game, and I don't know where TCU was injury wise, and I won't pretend to know. But I think that on top of the first half performance proves that we are the better team. Um, and so I, I understand all of you Pokes fans out there who, who are hurting and, and you're angry and you're frustrated because I, I get it. I think, I think we were the better ball club. I think we should have brought it home. I think there was a lot of you. I think you're right, dad. When you say we're a couple plays away from either putting it away, or even if you get yourself in a situation late of finishing off then too, you know, just a little bit of execution, we got to go ahead and, you know, put our foot all the way on the gas and, and finish. Um, so I totally, I totally understand everybody's um, frustration, but season goes on. It does. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, um, I know there's some people that felt like, you know, maybe the play calling got conservative at times and, yep. and uh, you know, but, but even if you fast forward to the end of the game, uh, the Cowboys were still throwing the football mm-hmm. um, in the fourth quarter and, Look, there was a couple of times, a couple of opportunities late in the fourth quarter where we had a couple of receivers drop balls. Yep. That, uh, if if they catch them, you know, it's a it's a first down. It moves the chains. Uh, in that particular game, one or two more first downs might have yep. been more than enough. And then, uh, you know, we had a uh, the the pass play where where Spencer got picked off. Yep. Actually, uh, you know, if he ha- if he's able to get you know four or five more you know, feet of air under that yep. ball that maybe is a game, uh, game ceiling touchdown. But so I, I certainly thought, you know, 
who knows what might have been done differently earlier in the game. But I thought at the end of the game, I, you know, I felt like we were putting the ball in the air enough to, to still move the, the yeah, chains. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. We just had a couple of things, unfortunately, you know, a couple of those drops and, and, you know, maybe missed on that one throw. But I thought the biggest problem late in the game was we didn't do a good job of protecting Spencer. And, and he had, yeah. I, I don't know how many passes batted down uh, or, or hurried where he's got to throw the ball, you know, and, and his feet maybe aren't, aren't set like he'd like, and or he has to maybe get the ball out a little early mm-hmm. um, because we didn't do a particularly good job of, of protecting him. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's been an issue at times. And, um, you know, certainly have not throughout that ball game, we didn't get a, a, you know, a great performance from the guys up front in terms of run blocking. They did a good yeah. job until late in the game with the pass protection. But then I, I felt like toward the end, you know, that broke down a little bit. And Coach Gundy said this a million times, you know, Spencer Sanders is a phenomenal quarterback when we protect him. Yeah. And like anybody else, you know, if you've got guys flying around him uh, in his face, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, batting balls down, yep. uh, there's, there's a limit to what he can do. Sure. Well, and I think too, you know, I mean, I we're, we're hurt up front, you know, we're on our second, third string center, maybe a little bit of both. Um, yes. Started our third string center and then had yeah. to bring in our second string center who was injured when yep. the third string center got injured. Yeah. So, I mean, to say we're, we're, you know, low on, we got no depth up front um, right now for sure. So, you know, we're, we're battling that as well, but yeah, I think it's obvious um, to anybody who really has watched Spencer develop that he's got the the talent to to produce. But I think it's easy to just jump on the quarterback when things aren't going good. Um, you know, and I'm not saying he played a flawless game, um, but, you know, you don't really think like, oh, did he get enough time to really get that ball back? Did he get to have his feet set? You know, all those things. So that that comes into play as well on some of those balls that you're, you know, a little frustrated with. Um, but yeah, we just gotta we gotta clean it up. I know people. I know we're a little banged up, so we're not gonna have fixed it all in one week for sure. Um, but we're just gonna have to find a way. That's gonna have to be the motto this week. And no, no doubt about it. We're gonna have to overcome um, some injuries up front and and have some guys continue to to uh, maybe play through some uh, some aches and pains and and maybe yep. some things more serious than aches and pains. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think for I think for the Cowboys to win the game Saturday and, and it's it's kind of a almost a broken record and it's probably completely unfair but I think Spencer Sanders you know will need to be the the best player on the field yeah I I think that he the good news is I think when he's healthy he is most of the time yeah I totally um, agree you know and, and now if he's if he's banged up if he's physically limited then that's going to make it um, you know a little bit harder but you just can't, you can't replace, um, what he can do for you, both running and throwing the football Yeah, is his running ability is, you know, is so critical to next level to what we do. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, dad, we just immediately started, um, licking our wounds here, but I don't, we haven't even said the score. Um, for those of you that happened to miss the game, uh, the pokes went down, um, Fort Worth and got beat 40 to 43 in OT against the Horn Frogs. Um D- double OT. Yeah, sorry, double OT. Um so it was it was a tough one um just for those who have m- might have missed the game. Um 
but I think dad, let's go ahead and get into, it's going to, it's going to be a tough one to come up with our, uh, primary pokes and deputies this week, um, after a loss, but let's try who you got. Well, uh, our, my marshal, um, of the game would be, uh, Mason Cobb. I, I think Mason mm. had 16 tackles. Um, yep. I, I think I read somewhere that was the second highest tackle yeah. total, uh, since maybe 2018, yeah, maybe I saw 2017, that as well. something along those lines. So, um, that's, th- that's an incredible number of tackles, you know, Mason's been playing Super impressive. a little better. I think every week I, I saw, I read an article somewhere where somebody was, uh, starting to compare some of his plays to some of the plays we saw from Malcolm, you know, he, I think Mason has, has started to show some, some Malcolm like tendencies and, and mm-hmm. has played really well. Yeah. But who's your marshal of the game? Well, so, um, you stole my deputy. Uh, so we've, we've covered, um, Cobb now, but he was my deputy, but, um, my marshal has got to go out to the freaking kicker. It's got to be Tanner yeah. Brown four for four and then four for four, um, in extra points as well. And I won't talk about it too much. Cause you know, you can't jinx a kicker. And I, I just want to give him the love. I don't want to give him the jinx, but he deserves a shout out. I think he, he, he gave us every opportunity to seal that game. And we didn't, we didn't help him out on any of the other ends of it, but he did his job. So that's why he's my primary poke. Yeah, I think that's a great choice, and I think he was he was mine maybe the week before. Yep, he uh, was. So, yep. so I don't I don't think uh, I don't think our audience is big enough for us to qualify for any kind of broadcaster jinx. <laughs> so I, I think we're okay there. Okay, but Tanner has good. been he's been completely solid and uh, mm-hmm. uh, just so reliable. And I think the only thing we haven't known uh, about him to this point is, you know, what kind of, uh, extended range he might have. Yeah. Cause he, we, we just haven't had to ask him Short to stuff. kick any longer ones, but, uh, makes the 52 yarder in Very the second clutch. over second overtime due to, you know, I think a, a penalty and then a sack. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was a, a big kick by Tanner. Yeah, no, I, I, we're, we're lucky to have him, um, for sure. Cause there's going to be games that, that we need him and we needed him last week and he came through, unfortunately, um, you know, the team as a whole did not, but, um, yeah, he deserves my shout out. And then Cobb was my deputy. Who you got for your deputy? I know we've, you know, he's, his name's thrown around a lot. One of us usually has him in here somewhere, but I, I, I can't not, I can't not have Spencer Sanders. Um, you know, he's responsible for, for three touchdowns again. I know his completion percentage wasn't as, as high as you'd like, but again, I think, I think some of that had to do with, uh, some drops and, and pressures and hurries yeah. late in the ball game. But, uh, you know, we're not in a position to go ahead and close that thing out and, and win it going away. If not for, uh, particularly his feet in the, in the first half. Well, and let's talk about how, I mean, I, well, let's go back to the good part. Um, when we're flying high in the, at the beginning of the game, but there's all rumors all week long about, you know, Spence and his injuries. And I know you and I were both, texting back and forth every day, all day long, you know, trying to figure out if we, if we had him or not. Um, and I mean, I, we're, we're down to warmups, you know, is he warming up? Is he throwing all that? And then to come out and just rush for that first touchdown, like it was nothing. I just thought that was a big statement just to who he is. You know, he's going to, he's going to play hard, whether he's, whether he's banged up or not, but I, I really, 
that was, that was a good moment for me that I will hang on to because there, there weren't very many, you know, in the second half. Well, he's, you know, he's uber competitive and, and the, you know, you hear coach Gundy talk about it all the time and um, you, you can just, you can see that because uh, you know, regardless of what the nature of, of his injury is, we, I mean, I think we're, we all know he's not anywhere near a hundred percent and, and, uh, and to come out and, and make some of the plays he did was, is just incredible. And a, I think a testament to how, to what a good competitor he is, you know, you don't, you don't find yourself where he's found himself on the all-time list of yards mm. and wins and all that stuff by, by not being a, a good player. And I think he's going to be one of those guys that he's probably not going to be fully appreciated by Oklahoma state fans until he's gone. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I think, totally agree. I, I think we had that a little bit uh, here recently, even with Malcolm. I think everybody knew Malcolm was a really good player. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, once you lose him and then you go see what he's doing in the NFL, then you yeah. go, wow, he was a really, really good player. Yeah, yeah. I, I think everybody's going to realize, you know, when when Spencer's gone, how good he was. And, and I hope I'm he doesn't hoping... realize it by next year. <laughs> I, hope right, he's I, late. Just... I hope he's late to the party. I just, I was about to say that. I hope we don't have to start realizing it to a year from now. Yeah. I, you know, he's got that, he's got that COVID year if he wants to take it. And I've got my finger, fingers crossed that he will. Yeah. Um, Spence, if you're listening, <laughs> we'd like, we'd right. like for you to hang around one Wait, more year. One more. Yeah. I, I was going to say, yeah, can, should you, we can two people start the uh, one more year <laughs> chant? Oh uh, yeah. Um, but, you know, if you if you are one of the frustrated um, cowboy fans, as you know, as I, I am, too, you've came to the right place because um, dad and I are the what I would categorize as the most loyal and true as it can get. And while it is frustrating because you care so much um, now is not the time to let all the wheels fall off. I think it was about this time last year when we took the loss, still had a great season still got to the big 12, had an opportunity to win that game, went and beat a great Notre Dame team. The season is not over. It is not time to throw in the towel. It is the time to get your butt in a seat at a game and cheer your heart out and bring, help the Cowboys bring home several more victories and get us back to Arlington. Then maybe we can go take down the frogs then. Yeah, it's uh, certainly okay for everybody to be mad, upset. I mean, in fact, you you want your you want your fan base sure. to get to the point where ours is, where where we expect to win. And, yep. uh, that's and, you know, that's you, a great point. If you're not frustrated after a loss, there's you know there's something wrong. Um, but and it's and it's all right, you know, Monday through Friday to you know kick kick rocks around town. But yep, come Saturday, like you said, we got to get everybody back in in Boone Pickens because it's going to take. It's going to take everybody, you know, pulling on the the rope the same direction to to get the next one won and get the ship back righted. That's going yep. to be one of the big advantages, you know, the the probably the single biggest advantage that we have Saturday over Texas is simply the fact that the 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 games in in Boone Pickens and mm -hmm. uh, the crowd can make it tough on uh, Ewers, you know, he's a, he's a very talented kid, but he's great, a freshman. Yeah, great quarterback. Um, he's, you know, he's not had to play away from, uh, from Texas stadium, a whole, a whole lot or from Daryl rural stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, hopefully those paddle people be loud yeah. and obnoxious and, and bother their, their tempo and their communication and, 
And just a few things like that can be the difference in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've heard several, uh, you know, cause we've the closest sideline, um, I think, in, I think in the country, um, to, for the fans. And I've heard so many, uh, opposing teams come in and talk about the paddle people, um, when they get loud. So we need, we need them showing up, um, and doing what they can. And we need all the kids. And as somebody who, you know, was in Greek life, I understand that you will not have slept the whole week. And I understand <laughs> that you will want to leave and go to bed. Don't you can sleep when you're graduated and your life's boring. You can sleep then don't sleep now. Go to the game, right. stay the whole time. It'll be worth it. You guys are all, you're all too young to be tired. How about that? <laughs> exactly right. You can be tired later. Um, just like our players can be hurt later. Um, but yeah, so we're going to need everybody at the game. Um, dad, let's switch gears. Let's talk about, let's talk about Texas. I know you mentioned yours. Um, great quarterback, got a lot of talent, um, a little inexperienced maybe. So, uh, I think you're right with the crowd, maybe trying to throw them off. I really would like to see our defense step it up, um, this game in just the tackling department. I thought it was one area I was pretty frustrated in, um, last week there was, you know, I thought there should be uh, several big plays for the, um, frogs that I, we had hands on him for a gain of one and just didn't get the job done. So I'd like to see us, uh, better at that. Yeah, I'm, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because I that was one of the big takeaways I had from the game too was that we just we did not do a good job of tackling and we've had a we've had more than one game uh, this year where, where you could walk away and say that unfortunately so you know that was we all got spoiled last year at what a great mm-hmm. tackling team yep. uh, the Cowboys were and and I do think you know be, well maybe even a, a few of the up front guys the other day had some opportunities yep. that they didn't finish so. Tackling yeah, it was pretty will, much a group effort of not yeah. tackling. It'll have to be better, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, it's going to be important because uh, yours is a freshman to to get some pressure on him and make him uncomfortable. And and Texas does all they can to prevent that. They keep a lot of times they'll keep a, a tight end or or a running back in and, and kind of max protect and. Uh, they, they make it tough on you to get to the quarterback and they kind of rely on the, their size and speed at, at, at the wideout positions to get guys down the field and, yeah. and complete big, big passes. So it's going to be a real challenge to, uh, to see if we can get some pressure on him and, and flush him out of the pocket. He not, not a runner. I mean, this is going to be yeah. one of the few games where you shouldn't um, unless somebody just, just completely falls asleep at the switch, you know, he's, they're not going to be a lot of designed runs and not going to be a lot of times where he's going to want to voluntarily pull the ball down and run it. Yeah. Um, unlike most of the other quarterbacks in the big 12. So you want to, you want to keep him in the pocket and and then, you know, and then hammer on him or, or yeah. flush him and try to make him throw it on the run. And, and, you know, cause I think that's not his skill set. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. And I'm, I'm hoping we can get, you know, JT can can get a pick in there somewhere if we put enough pressure on yours and you just never know what will happen when you get enough pressure on the QB it kind of just opens up a whole uh whole lot of opportunities um for somebody to to make a play on um on the other side of the ball so hopefully we can can pressure him up a little bit be on the aggressive and and go make some plays and back to your point point about tackling you know the tackling will have to be vastly better because for sure um, yep. as good 
as good as some of the backs are that we faced at this point, Bijan Robinson is mm. is going to be probably yeah. the best best running back uh, that the Cowboys will face all year, and he's he's big, he's tough, he's fast. Uh, if you try to arm tackle this guy or try to tackle him with your you know uh, with your face mask looking you're down not. At, the, at the turf, you're you're gonna you're gonna come up with an empty sack. Yeah, um, I totally agree. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to be on it, um, and they're just gonna have to want it more. I I thought was uh, other my other takeaway from the TCU game, and I'm not not to say that they didn't that our players didn't want to win, obviously, but there was I felt like late in the game there was a lack of uh, grit, maybe just to just to go execute and get the job done. Um, so we're just going to have to go in Saturday and we're just going to have to want it more than they do. Yeah. I, I don't know if it, you know, that might grit might be right. I, I think as much as anything, we just got caught up in, in this, in a swell of momentum going the wrong way. I mean, college, yeah. I think college athletics, maybe way, maybe way more so than, than even athletics at the pro level. I think they are, they are very emotional, Sure. You know, contest and sure. you know the the ebb and flow of the games are are just kind of different at that level and and I think that's one of the reasons that that, that home field advantage is a bigger deal at the college level than it is yeah. at the professional level and uh, we rode that momentum uh, favorably in the first half and and then you know sometimes when when Big Mo starts to slip away you know it, it slips away fast and and they got momentum rolling their direction and. We, we kind of got caught up in it. Yeah, but you can't use momentum as an excuse for why you lost. No, no. But I'm just saying a lot of times it's, you know, when you when you start to to see it slip away like that, it's kind of it's kind of hard to. Well, you just what what you do is when you when you lose that momentum, then you end up putting yourself in a position where, you know, one missed tackle or one blown coverage then can all of a sudden make the difference, you know, in the game. That's, that's why it's, you know, it's obviously so much better if you can, can you know, play from a, a two score lead all the time. Sure. Yeah. Then you leave yourself a little room for, for error. Yeah. No, you're, I, I hear you. Um, I think too, on the other side of the ball, we talked a little bit about, you know, what we're going to need from our defense. I think um, offensively speaking, I feel like, Coach Dunn and Spencer are on the same page. Um, generally speaking, I know Coach Dunn, I, I think I talked to you about this. I think he said after in his um, post game, I think he said that he was frustrated with himself um, play calling late. And and I'm with you. I, I didn't necessarily, I mean, you can always, there's always going to be people that complain about the play calling regardless, but I, th- I think we were a couple of executions away from, from winning it anyway um, without bringing that into it but I think he'll be with that statement I think he'll be revved up and and ready to go and we'll see some some fun stuff offensively and hopefully that will get the the you know guys going enough to to do some crazy stuff and get the job done yeah and he you know he he may have been talking even even earlier in the game you know it may have felt like you know maybe toward the end of the second quarter uh, that, that maybe we could have, you know, done some more creative things at that time. But, um, you know, you, you like to see wh- whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. You, you know, I, I certainly appreciate the fact that, that oh, yeah. Coach Dunn's, you know, taking some responsibility for it. Um, you know, it's, you like to see the coaches protect the, 
the players. And yeah, I totally. Agree. I think he's. I think he's been. Um, you know, he's been really good all season. And, yep. And and I think that's the approach you have to have, right? In this game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we're, we're Oklahoma State's ranked higher than Texas. We've kind of had their their number of late, but you know, you look at the at the betting lines when they come out, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, Oklahoma State opened up as a a one point underdog that that quickly moved to like four four and a half. I think later in the day today it was up to six and a half. I don't know. I think I saw I it know, seven. Yeah. It may be, yeah, it may have moved all the way to seven, which is a lot of movement uh, mm-hmm. in a short period of time, which just really tells you that uh, that that the betting world, the yeah, you know, going it, Texas. It, it isn't respecting your your football team, and um, and you you can understand some of that on paper. Um, you know, Texas has a bazillion, you know, five star guy, four and five star guys on their team. Yep. We don't. No. Um, but guess what? We haven't had more four and five star guys on our teams any of the last any of the eight out of last eleven that we've won. So yeah, you just got to go out there and uh, let everything you know hang out and and play mm-hmm. play loose, play aggressive, um, continue to play as we have against those guys. Yep. Um, just play like you're not afraid of them. You know? Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, I think that there's you know a lot of Texas will always just come with a history of 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 excellence, regardless of whether they are excellent or not. You know, we always we joke about Texas back every year. And regardless if they are or not, they will always, you know, people who are in the betting world or, you know, they'll always have the the up on us most of the time. Um, so I really don't I'm, I'm hoping nobody really pays that much attention to it because that's that's not what it's going to come down to on on Saturday for sure. Um, but Dad, let's go ahead and talk about our um, cowboy combos. Um, what'd you think about uh, the combo in Fort Worth? Oh, another you know, another four yeah. and a half out of five Marshall yeah. stars for me. I think we always the look- helmets, the matte black with the cursive script. Mm. Yeah, the, money. One of the one of the best, probably one of the best helmets all year. Yeah. Um, I just you know, like I said, uh, it's hard for them to put a, a combination together that I don't like. But sure, um, and it is. And listen, it's not that you can't screw up a uniform because TCU gave us an example of that okay. Saturday. That, they should that not have sad. won for that reason. We yeah, should have walked out in the uni combos, and the refs should have handed us the ball and told yeah. us to get back on the bus. Why the heck are they wearing purple and red? Where does the yeah, red come from? I don't know, but it was it was not a good look, not a good they have combination. Scales. Uh, There's scales well, yeah. on their jerseys. Well, that's I understand. For the I understand. Yeah, that, no, I understand. It's just terrible. Yeah, you're just you're just saying, even if that's who you are, why? Yeah. Why don't be proud it? of it for sure. Yeah. Don't yeah, put it on your big, jersey. Not a big fan of the scales either. So uh, uh, yeah, I give the oof. horn frogs a negative twelve. Um, out of five positive Marshall stars. And then I give the pokes a solid five out of five. I loved it. I thought it was like classic clean, love the helmet. They went, we went black, white, black for those that don't know it was sick. Um, all right. What you got this week for Hoko? Uh, in terms of the prediction or yeah. for the, uh, for the uniform prediction, yeah, I'm going to say, combos. um, I'm going to say 
probably this is probably going to be the biggest home game of the year. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this will be all orange. Let's go. Uh, that's my vote as well. I'm hoping all orange. Um, our orange is better than Texas orange. Duh. So I just think we should uh, throw that in their face as well. Um, yeah. So, just, just out orange them. Yeah. We'll just out orange them. I love that. That should be our motto this week. Out orange everybody. Um, yeah. I, I, I hope we come out in the all orange. Um, I hope everybody else comes out and is pumped. Like we said, it's homecoming, um, which is a huge, huge, huge deal um, in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Um, hats off to the to our cowboy heroes is the theme this year. Um, so there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of homage to um, some Oklahoma State legends. So so there will be a lot of cool atmosphere things along with just the game itself. Um, so make sure you come out and get to walk around on Friday and. Uh, go to the parade Saturday morning game, Saturday afternoon, obviously um, it'll be, it'll be a fun one, um, which takes us right into traditions. Dad, what you got for me for a tradition this week? Well, how can it not be a uh, walk around, right? Yeah, That's uh, gotta be. Home- homecoming and, and specifically the homecoming walk around. It's a very unique thing. I think a lot of colleges have, have homecomings, uh, not very many, it's my understanding, have it you know, on any kind of a scale mm-hmm. nearly as big as, as what Oklahoma State does. And and uh, a lot of them do not have, uh, you know, house decorations and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, the, you know, the food vendors and food trucks and, and the I can't remember what the what the estimated crowd was last year oh, at walk around, but the numbers are crazy. It's crazy. I, yeah, I'll say the wrong number if I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, you're, it's, you're bumping into people f- for a whole, for, you know, blocks and blocks and blocks of just people. Um, yeah. It's just a big, huge tradition for, for a lot of people. I know families that have gone forever. We've always, we've gone since you and your brother were, were little. And yeah, I think uh, my first homecoming, I was three weeks old. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and you took your daughter when she yep. was quite young last year, and yep. uh, I think it's a, a really neat, special, unique Oklahoma State tradition, and and that's my uh, yeah, that's I totally sweet. I totally agree with you. Um, it's got to be it's got to be walk around, but I'll I'll pick another one just because um, you picked walk around, uh, but. The dye in the fountain orange, they do that to kick off homecoming week. It's like yeah. the first homecoming thing they do. Um, so the big fountain on campus, they dye it orange for homecoming week. And it's obviously it's it's small, but it's the kickoff to homecoming. And, you know, everybody goes there and gathers around and watch watches them dye it orange. And it's just just a cool start to the to the week to get everybody in the in the spirit. Um, so that would be mine. Uh but dad, what do you, what do you think? Did I miss anything? We got anything else? No, we just, uh, need everybody to, to show up Saturday sure and thing. make a lot of noise and, and help the, the Cowboys get back on track. Like you said earlier, you know, this thing's a long way from being over. Um, uh, yep. certainly there, the schedule is such that things could go horribly wrong from here. If you, yep. if you don't grab the wheel with both hands, uh, but at the same time, if you do, uh, and you get back to, to, you know, playing, um, winning football and, and, you know, finish the close ones. There's also a, a chance that you play yourself back into Arlington, just like the Cowboys did a year ago. Yeah. 100%. Um, get out, show up, be proud, um, yell super, super loud. Um, 
I think that's about it for Orange Power Half Hour this week. Um, we're sponsored by Swing Hats Company. The link will be in the description below. Get you some state gear. It just launched a couple weeks ago. Um, Pops, that's all I got. I will see you at Walk Around. Um, everybody else, have a good week. Go Pokes. Go Pokes. <laughs>